and publisher of Hello, I am a hologram. I expired <laughs> two years ago, but by the miracle of modern ivermectin, <laughs> ivermectin, I appear. No, I'm great. I'm just wonderful. Uh, thank you, everybody. Always express concern uh, after I had my Omicron fun. Uh, this is Chuck and Julie show. Chuck straight, Chuck straight, up. Chuck straight up. Fortunately, <laughs> he has not been snoozing more. <laughs> Less is more reclined. <laughs> Chuck and Julie reclined. No, brought to you by americacitizenpress.com and a Denver Cynogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. And let me once again give it a shout out to Dr. Julie McCallan. As soon as Chuck got sick, for those of you who weren't listening Monday, Chuck got the Rona. Um, and um, pretty, I would call them sort of bad cold symptoms, um, got boom on the phone. First, it went to the resistance headquarters and got some ivermectin. And then um, Dr. Julie McCallan sent a care package um, and doing much better. I mean, you're well, significantly it, better. Yeah, I, mean, I really was fairly sick. I don't know what fairly sick. Well, for, it was a bad cold. I would call it. I wouldn't call it cold. It kind of, it felt like flu. It okay. didn't feel like cold. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, we have all these miracle things. We have ivermectin, we have zinc, we have other things you can take and inhalers and, and all that. And, and uh, you can recover pretty quickly. I mean, I, uh, I, I came down with it Saturday and today is Wednesday and I'm feeling pretty good today. Um, but the problem is if, if, you know, your government doesn't let you get i mean i couldn't get ivermectin from the pharmacy no um local pharmacy they will not prescribe it because it's it's what it's what i mean and now there's what there's another study out of brazil today that shows it enormously effective i have not gotten i mean knock on wood sick at all Um, and you've been taking some ivermectin mm -hmm. to help hold it off um so it's an amazing your government trying to and your medical establishment i mean there there are people in the mayo institute where some of they brought in because that's one of the greatest medical institutes in the world tried to get them ivermectin they refused the court refused to have youtube banned joe joe rogan joe i mean rogan. people get i, I mean do- doctors weren't well, really we doctors live, we live in the dark ages we really do because they're great things you can take um you know this this whole thing is is sort of over with as long as people can get medicines that actually work rather than having to pay being big constantly told to vaccinate up and see if they can get a myocrinal uh, problem i mean there are lots of ones that, that won't help everybody but sure helps an enormous <laughs> number of people and it's it's sickening right. that your government and your medical societies and everyone else kind of goes no we want you to die or wherever they we want, want you to, to be real sick well we have our guest on the show judd dunning maybe we can talk to him about it um judd is he's an author a commentator he's got the wanted to talk to him about a book or a new comma a column he's got out in newsmax the religion of overcompliance and overreliance. also he has a new book out 13 and a half reasons why not to be a liberal hey judd thank you for your time this afternoon we sure appreciate it welcome to the chuck and julie show Oh, thank you, Joy. I'm glad to be here. I just walked out of the room taking my ivermectin, so I'm glad. <laughs> Good move. There you go. There Good you move. go. You know, there was a funny thing too. Let me get real quick before we get into. I was reading that the CDC now acknowledges that natural immunity was more effective with the Delta variant than the vaccine, which cracked me up. First of all, that they're acknowledging that. Hello. But secondly, you couldn't have natural immunity. And natural immunity is when you get it and recover. So you, you couldn't have natural immunity to the first variant. Right. <laughs> so there's like it, it didn't work for the first variant. It's like, well, no, I mean, they're they're still trying to spin this whole thing, you know. Yeah, the CDC is definitely uh, they're taking their playbook on authenticity and integrity for the Biden administration, obviously, <laughs> because 
there's been so many contradictions and so and so many so many changes. It's been really you know it's interesting right now because you know we 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 were introduced to I mean it was always there but we had fake news to Donald Trump's awareness and what he's brought forward to us. But now we have to look at fake science, you know, and we have to right. look at uh, fake philosophy and. There's a, there's a bifurcated reality of everything now in 2022, and you know it's interesting. The, the CDC has got so many discretions that it's you know, and we're asked to, we're asked to trust them with our with our body, our life, and our children. And I think Americans are just yeah. You know, I think we're done. I think we're waking up. I mean, when Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor gets four Pinocchios for making a COVID claim, uh, I think the system's just falling in on itself. Well, then they asked Rochelle Lewinsky about it, and she gave this wonderful kind of, yeah, but, and then quickly, you know, a word salad of, of uh, 30 <laughs> seconds. And they said, yeah, but Brett Barrett said, yeah, but the number was totally wrong. Well, let me tell you about pediatrics. I mean, <laughs> but no, all the children are dying. Well, maybe yeah. not. They're not dying. So well, they, have, me- they have zero credibility. We now know that Dr. Fauci really is, <laughs> I don't know. Getting rich criminal. off of it, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he hit the fact that it came from Wuhan. He he he. But he funded over, it. He funded it. He overemphasized the fact that vaccines would cure everything. Um, they've cured nothing. Um, and but he does does not none of the the medicines that actually, if you get it, you can be helped by it. I mean, it's amazing. He's the chief medical authority of this country. Wow. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Martin McCarry. You know, we had him on our show. We had McCullough on our show. And, you know, they gave us the protocol. I mean, the bottom line is we're all testing our own situations. But, you know, it's sad. When you were talking at the very beginning of the show, you know, we went from using the protocol, you know, the, iver- the ivermectin or the hydroxychloroquine with the zinc, with the quercetin, with the amoxicillin, with the bromfidium, and with the um, uh, prednisone to keep the lungs calm. We gave that to one of our employees, and that employee was immediately, two days was better. We saw it happen. So, wow. And that was for $30. That was $30 yeah. for those prescriptions. <clears throat> People are now getting those prescriptions in the black market throughout Los Angeles for $300. Wow. There's a black market. of And monoclonal antibodies, I went to Texas. I got COVID on December 2nd. I walk in. They're like, oh, my, their son, take off the mask. He said, you might as well throw ping pong balls at a chain link fence because the microns <laughs> don't work, and we're not worried about you getting us sick. And I was like, how refreshing. And then he says, get these antibodies. I put them in. Next day, eighty percent reversal, and I was I was well. And I used, right. and they gave they gave me the protocol there, and it cost me a sixty five dollar copay. Now people are wow. paying black market thousands of dollars for monoclonal antibodies in Beverly Hills and all these different. There's there's backdoor doctors. Uh, there's right. all these black market doctors. They they forced us to split against the law, actually to violate certain laws in order to care for our health. So the CDC, you know, I, I think we're done, but I think right. it's far from done. We got a lot of road ahead of us. We do well. You'll well, be it would be incredible if, if you know, rather than sending us free test kits and everybody else, <laughs> yeah, three weeks from now when yeah, the peak so is send over, us, send us a, a, a black market kit, <laughs> yeah, and we'd all be fine. like they did in India. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just our government is yeah. insane. There's a well, cer- there's a certain culling of stupidity i hate i don't mean people passing but i mean people breaking away from the rationality of caring for us which is the beauty of america we really are like look what, what you know today the uk broke away and said no more right. mandates no more masks no more the, the uk so we saw the brexit over there 
now we saw this. Hopefully, we will go back and father. You know, we'll follow Mother England today. Well, yeah. Mother, all I have to do is find the prime minister at, at, a, party. at a party, and then all of a sudden he changes his mind 180 degrees. Rather than go through the scandal, he's like, what's so that? catch Biden somewhere. Well, my favorite okay. super spreader. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be glad to know. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to all the part of Biden's um, speech, but you'll be glad to know we're talking with Judd Dunning, press um, this press conference, rather, that, that actually he is doing great. All of this talk about the problems and people not liking him, that's just a mistake. He's doing great. And any problems that there might be, which really aren't any, but in case they are, they're the fault of Republicans, Donald Trump and COVID. Had and you- all you need to do is get all your boosters and get all your vaccinations. And passes his election care or his election fraud <coughs> bill. So and don't worry about true. Well, the seventh booster is the luckiest I heard. So when you get to seven. So, you know, Biden is interesting today that he would say, because I was listening in on the way in to do the show. And, you know, Biden is backing the Ukraine, which is within our policy. But then at the same time, the Ukraine, uh, their AG is being indicted as it relates to the graft that's happening in the UK, which right. could relate to the Biden administration. So, you know, people think that there is not a, uh, a globalist, plutocratic, elitist agenda in big government. I mean, it's undeniable because we do not jail our plutocratic elitists no. in, in the United States of America. Nobody goes to jail. So that doesn't make sense because by the nature of criminality and greed and human nature, some people would eventually get busted and go to jail. We don't see any of that. So, there, so plutocratic, elitist government globalist government does exist. People get these God complexes. And now it's interesting why he's standing for Ukraine. And you're like, oh, well, Biden's making a standardized decision, even though Trump is more of a, was definitely more of a, you know, uh, isolationist policy, but in balance. But it was a decent decision. But then you have to question why is he doing it at this time? Because right. there's so much specifically straight line graph tied to the Biden family in the Ukraine. Right. It's hard to even right. trust what his what his what his press conference is really about. Right. Well, well and then well, he went, wait, well, wait, just wait, finished, wait, and then he went wait, ahead wait. and hang on just because mm-hmm. then he went on ahead and said, actually, which was bizarre, that if by, if Putin just went into Ukraine a little bit that he wouldn't react. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, we you watched know? Wag the Dog in our show that film. Have you ever seen that, Wag the Dog? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Movie. This is all staged in a Hollywood set. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, and, it is. Yeah, it's, 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 set, the White House the, the baby to the ruins, and <laughs> we're going to have an official war, and it's going to be, you know. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> this is uh, Wag the Dog. I mean, you know, I don't think anything's happened in Ukraine. It's just... It's just <laughs> All on a Hollywood set with Dustin Hoffman. Well, well put. Anybody did say something really, I thought, unorthodox and appropriate. He said, well, although they would be, you know, basically they would be victorious over time while we're back. And it would be it would be at some level of human loss. I mean, <laughs> you don't tell somebody up front that they're going to win. <laughs> it was a yeah, strange yeah. <laughs> moment. I'm like, why did you mention it? You'll be dead, it but we will win. <laughs> right. right. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Well, this is a sad time for us, right? I think, that, I think that we've got 2022. We saw this Youngkin thing. I think America's got to focus on how do we get in the deconstructionist, anti-institutional rock stars that reflect Trump's prior America First priorities. And I, I think the more the left sabotages and lies and pushes COVID, the better they set us up for 2022. I think you're right. And it goes to, and I wanted to talk to you about your column because I thought it was great in Newsmax. 
the religion of over um, compliance and then over reliance on government. And you're absolutely right that the two are kind of tied in. And, and maybe let me have you kind of explain your points or how they use COVID and, you know, we've got to comply, comply, comply. And then to be saved, we've got to rely, rely, rely on the government. I mean, they create the problem and then they're the solution to the problem. And, and they make it a monopoly like monoclonal. Yeah, uh, and Bill Gates makes money. Yeah. Okay, like, okay we'll buy it all up and you know, it won't be any for you. There you go. We'll solve your problem. Well, yeah, well, we're on the dole and we're on the teat. And, you know, yeah. I, I always like to say this personally. I, I had the great fortune of being the first kid to rehab in 1987 <laughs> and uh, for my fraternity. And, you know, they said, hey, you know, in order for you to be in this halfway house after treatment, you're going to go, uh, we're going to get your food stamps. And, you know, there was a shame. There was this whole thing. It was a healthy shame. You know, I was like, okay. Yeah, right. They're like, no, this is good for the organization. This helps us, sub, you know, sub do your thing here. I think I burned my last 30 grand at college at the time, you know, my funds to get there. And so I remember that moment. Okay. I'm like, okay, I've hit a, I've hit a low spot in 87. Uh, I will allow assistance. That's what the safety net was for. But I remember that feeling of like, we don't do this. We don't let government involved in our life. So I, you know, that was a noble moment, but what we did with PPP, EDD, and I, if I could say so also probably too much THC, during the entire COVID pandemic was we normalized business people and institutions to receiving PPP. I'm in real estate. And like, hey, where'd that $2 million go that you got on your net operating income last year? Oh, that was PPP. It's forgiven. I'm like, well, where is it in your balance sheet? Well, it's not. we're not using it on the balance sheet for the valuation. I'm like, okay, so you took it. Right. <laughs> so we have a lot of people now that, that will take the stimulation, blame government, and then have an entitlement to keep it. I didn't take any, and I worked 70 hours a week. I had my best year, even though a lot of people went down, because I just pulled up my bootstraps and did what we do as Americans for ourselves. So uh, what we open up the article is about is there is a re- – uh, and for the word religious, it is actually the word religion is to rebind. So we got uh, you know hypnotized and rebound through this crisis to allowing ourselves to be uh, reliant and compliant. And this, I think this is going to take a long time for this to unwind. And also the labor markets, try hiring a normal person right now who doesn't oh, think they're worth 30% more, more than they are. You know? Right. Well, right. I, have a, I have a friend who has a nightclub and very much a, you know, a feeling that they you know, don't want government and, and everything else. And, and the Biden administration said, great, because you employ X number, you get a million two. <laughs> and and he, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. What? <laughs> okay. I can't turn that down. I mean, I, I think it's stupid and it's asinine. And why should I get $1.2 million? But uh, $50,000 I turned down, $1.2 million? No way. Uh, well, and that comes from somewhere, though, right, Judd? I mean, it comes. No, it doesn't come from the great, great government up in the sky. <laughs> I mean, That's the way to put it. I mean, we did print it. That's true. You know, the, the problem is, is though, and what I did address in the article. If you think about consequence culture or cancel culture, really, it's group bully think, right? Essentially, what, right. On, on, a, on a deep level, what, what, what was the left using to push this through? The concept of shame. And shame right. means that not that we are saved by grace and repairable, but it means that we are inherently broken or flawed. So we're racist, vaxist, climatist, Trumpist, uh, white nationalist people. And so, therefore, we should comply. If we don't comply, if we don't even challenge a vaccine, we fall into this element. So then what happens to the person that is called a bigot? They're thrown out of society. They're unkind. They violate the natural law. And then what do they do? On the death level, on the psychological level, when you're thrown out of the pack, you starve to death. You're ostracized. 
it's a really brutal, it's a brutal approach from the cultural Marxists of this day. And what they're doing is, is they're going, and you can go roll back to the Obama years. Um, I mean, he was at the UN. He was shaming us from the pulpit. That it never happened before in the UN. Shaming your own people. Right. Biden, now, I know leftists that are saying, hey, how, you know, angry, shaming, uh, dementia grandpa like people from the left are saying this guy operates from he's kind of angry pissed off grandpa right. so they're using this platform to tap into we are out of control we must be controlled to be good people which is really this you know this this as we say this cult of right. our society and then now what is the thing to do that you have to vaccinate and that's there's huge risks in vaccination there's huge risks in and relying on the government, because what happens, that money runs out. And now, now people no longer have savings for the next business, for the college, for health savings, for travel, suicide, abuse is up. But we're bound to government. I think this is a new deal type like era and that we have yeah. to shake people out of it. Well, and and you're right. And again, you know, then you get Biden up there and there's no shame. It's just like when he was in Afghanistan with Afghanistan. He's like, oh, no, we're going to bring everybody home. We won't leave till we get everybody out. Everything is going fine. I mean, this is a new Dunkirk. There is no inflation. And if there is, it's because of Trump, the Republicans and COVID. There's a general. No, there there was a general in Korea that when the beginning, when the war was going badly and the news conference said, well, why are all our troops retreating from Jason Roosevelt all the way down? He said, we're not retreating. We're advancing in a different direction. <laughs> and, and that's what Biden is. Oh, everything is perfect. Everything is wonderful. And, well, and, 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 and Jed, to your point, I mean, they expect us to believe it. And you, and if you dare to speak out, I mean, we see what happens. If you like say, wait, no, wait, but there is inflation. Actually, I was at the grocery store this morning. Then you're shamed. Then you're a white supremacist. You're a racist. Um, you're canceled. And they, they go out. They flat out lie to us. And then they go out of their way to shame you, to make you shut up. And I think though people are onto that. I think as we've been saying, people have have had the red pill shoved down their throat. And I think there is there is hope at any rate. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, there's a deconstructed, uh, you know, there's a there's a pressure building up like we saw during the uh, Facebook broadcast of the Trump rallies before Trump took his inertia. There's there, that pressure is still there. We are still there. America is still there. But the problem is, in the meantime, the state and federal registries are being decimated by override and this like there's a general consensus among the left to deconstruct. So we have these breakouts like Youngkin. But look what's happening in California. I mean, it just became legal out here to eat roadkill. That was a positive for all of us. Um, <laughs> new new law that, that was important to pass to protect those less entitled. So, by the way, if you see a homeless person and he asks you for a buck, you know, saying, you don't need, I don't need to give you any money, sir. Uh, Newsom has allowed us to feed you through roadkill. So, I mean, the stupidity... <laughs> Of the deconstruction we have here, and they're saying they're going to bring out more taxes and we have to have gender-neutral to- gender toy areas, but we're not addressing the real issue, which is this huge infringement on, on, on personal freedom. Right. And that is, the new, that is the new cult. It's like we do not need the same level of personal right. freedom to more for it. So well, can we put government in the, in the box? Right. Well, well what's so shocking is places like Australia, yeah. Austria, other places. You kind of go, I thought those were quasi. I, I knew Australia used to be a penal colony. I didn't know it decided to go back to one. I mean, it's just shocking. Yes, sir. That is so true. I mean, that is the point that we have to. And by the way, when you give back your guns voluntarily and yeah. eliminate the balance of power, I mean, if that isn't a Second Amendment 
example of what's what's possible there. There are some really miserable, brutalized people uh, yeah, over there. Talk- you know, I talked to somebody there, and they said, "No, no, no, we're more we're the we're the more compliant Queens people." originally and i said that's not true at all <laughs> i said that's what you've been told to believe i go you guys were a, you know a hell-raising group of rough and yeah. people right. who were thrown to well, a country basically did, into a debtor's prison we're talking with author and, and uh, commentator jed dunning you can read his latest column up on newsmax and when did we were talking the other day like all of a sudden anti-authoritarianism is good anti-authoritarianism is anti-authority ideologues must be hunted down by right by the, by the justice department i mean being compliant, I think that used to be kind of bad, right? Nobody wanted to be compliant. Being pro-Hitler didn't used to be good, but now, I guess, you I know, mean, they, pro-authoritarian. Yeah. And, and, Love Stalin. What? Did we, Hello? What? Oh, go sorry, ahead. We're sorry. I dropped no. out for a second. No, 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 no. No, I just, sorry. I think that was me. Excuse me to you and your, and your listeners. That's Continue. Oh, we were just saying, I mean, they've switched the words. They've switched. You know, we were saying, you know, being authoritarian is now bad, is good. And anti-authoritarian ideologues are being, you know, pursued, hunted down down by the Justice Department, being compliant. I mean, it used to be who wanted to be compliant, right? Well, now being compliant is is good. And you're a bad person. You're a domestic terrorist if you're not compliant. Um, And but again, I think there's hope because I think. You know, they have riled up enough people on enough different topics and the economy sucks and the prices at the grocery store are crazy and there's nothing to buy, even if you go there. And that's a kind of thing. I think you may get people saying, you know, I, I don't mind my mask, but, but but you know, I can't get anything at the stupid grocery store. I don't want to wear a mask everywhere I go and not be able to find what I'm looking for. I think, and then Biden just gets up there and lies, but I don't think he's going to be able to sell it. I don't think the poll numbers are going to tomorrow go, oh, we didn't realize it was just the Republicans and Trump, and all of a sudden they're going to love well, him. Do you? Here's, well, go ahead, I'll let you answer and give a comment. No, not at all. I think you're exactly on with what's, what's happening with this trend. I, you know, I think the most important thing we have to remember is we have to continue to go back to the federal papers and Alexander Hamilton, all these things, they aren't antiquated. What works for conservatism is good and true. And he said, Alexander Hamilton, and we should, this article said really clearly, suspect the people, back to the beginning of our talk, suspect the people that are the closest to you. There's, yeah. a, there's a heavy skepticism of the CDC. We know they're making billionaires. We know there's, there's, it's been politicized. We know they changed the PCR test right after Biden came in. We right. know that Fauci has said, that masks didn't work for a period of time, that only the social distancing is enhanced, the vaccines may not have efficacy. He is being allowed, we're being allowed to continue to double talk and act, I mean, we're being gaslit, as they say, uh, by, by these governmental institutions. And what's sad is, what do you do when the, if the social order of our society, which I see you know, the grandfatherly role is the president, and you have police, parents, coaches, pastors, and, and police. There's a structure of our society. When the president sits by, has no opinion upon ethics and integrity. When have you heard Biden, except for saying other people are bad, wrong, flawed, or broken, when has he actually been skeptical as our leader of anything in the system between the three branches, as Hamilton and Adams and Madison and all of our founders said, challenge and be doubt, you know, and trust and verify. So right. how do we get our culture back to that? Well, here's the worrisome thing to me. I'm not sure the Gallup polls, came out and said Biden's at 40%. His first year was the lowest approval for any president other than Trump during this first year. 
what they didn't emphasize, uh, if you looked at it, is that Biden has the highest approval, same party approval of any president since they've ever been taking it. Since, since back the, the highest Truman. approval? Yeah, he has 91% oh, approval the from Democrats, which is higher than any other Republican or Democrat has ever had from his own, his own party. So, I mean, he's lost, the, you know, Republicans, he's in single digits. And independents. And independents, he's lost three quarters of them. But among Democrats, he remains incredibly popular, which means they all must be listening to uh, CNN and MSNBC and Joe Biden. And Joe Biden said, it's great, it's great, we're doing great. They, oh, yeah, great, we're doing great. I mean, we have an entire political party that's been totally gaslit. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, I love the way you simplify things. And you brought in military history, by the way, on the show, like a couple times. And I always say, if you really want to see the way America works and what's really at stake, just study military history when we were actually fighting for our negative or positive liberties. You know, I I don't know how to simplify it anymore right now in these times, but it does feel like we're at war. I mean, I, I had another article that came out right before this called Welcome to the Anger Games. And it was basically about, you know, we're not, we are just, we're seeing like vociferous pointed anger at anyone who opposes government expansion. That's where we're getting this, oh, I better comply, I better take, but but, but generally, I, you know, I'm living in Texas 50% of the time now because people, we walk in and people are bullying uh, us (laughs) to be maxed or vaxxed. It feels like a real, it does feel like in a lot of places in the United States, we are in a, we are in a genuine intrusion of our day-to-day rights by people who aren't actually government officials. Yeah. Well, it's you not- didn't have to. I mean, you know, if you go back and you kind of go, well, when, when is our, is our basic constitutional rights been violated? It's always been times of war. During the Civil War, you know, right. getting rid of habeas corpus, um, and and you know, the Japanese interned during World War II, but several at, never, I don't think, in sort our of time. A cult- cultural war that we're in now. Well, no, but the, we're we're jailing people, right. we're violating their rights left and right, and it's a peacetime. But it doesn't you're absolutely right? It doesn't feel like peacetime. Hey, Jeff, I think Jeff, that's your sixth military reference, by the way. I love the show. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Hey, we'll have you back. Judd, we got to let you go, though, for now. where I always like to do this. Where can people find you? I know you've got that book, 13 and a Half Reasons Why Not to Be a Liberal. Um, where can people find out more about you? Because I've been reading in the comments, I can hear people love you. So where can they get more? Oh, uh, thank you from so you? much. So uh, JuddDunning.com, JuddDunning.com, JuddDunning.com. That's three Ds. And you can also get me on Twitter at JuddDunning. Uh, that's pretty much the Judd Dunning universe where you can go. We have a show, Unapologetic, on ABC. We have uh, our articles, which are really where my passion lies because there's so much freedom. And then we on AM radio beside y'all. So, And then Thursdays and Fridays, you'll see us on Newsmax. Oh, All right. Fantastic, Thank guys. you. You've been great. great. We'll have you back. Thank you for your time. Appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime. Thank you so much. God bless America. Take care. All right. God Thank you America. there. Judd Dunning there. Um, yeah, he was great. Yeah. yeah he, mm-hmm. he, he was great. Well, we're um, going to have another great person. We've got another great person, too. You guys, and we haven't had time. We're, we're watching all your comments, and sometimes during the show, I don't, just, I don't want anyone to think we don't see him and we don't care. Just sometimes we don't have time to get to him. Um, because we're going to jump gears right now. Speaking of another great American, we've got Representative Ron Hanks. Send candidate Ron Hanks um, joining us today. Hey, Ron, um, you could go ahead and bring your camera back up and unmute yourself if you're there. Are, are you working? Well, hi, hi, Julie. I'm not too impressed with my uh, feed here, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know you if this is going 
work video wise. You want to just go with the well, audio? Sound wise, sound wise works. You look a little fuzzy, but maybe that's. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Maybe that's yeah. good. Sometimes it's not bad. It's a little fuzzy, never hurts. I, I've been accused of that, but this is like uh, Elizabeth Taylor and the silk screen they put. Yes, yes, exactly. Do you want to try maybe turning your camera off? Does that help a little bit, Thomas? Well, let's try that. Okay. That's the ultimate silk screen right there. Yes. There we go. There we go. Then Chuck and I can't make faces, which we don't do that. Well, I make faces. <laughs> well, a, a minor miracle. Well, I wouldn't call it minor. A major miracle occurred two days ago um, where Ron Hanks was featured in a uh, Denver Post story. And it wasn't just all negative. I mean, it, it was just, wait a minute. This sounds kind of slightly positive about Ron Hanks. It must not have been edited. Something must have gotten through. I mean, it was just it was shocking, shocking. Yeah, I noticed that too. I mean, uh, I always am hopeful uh, that the media is going to look at things objectively, a little more objectively than they have up to this point. Uh, we've had many events where we've welcomed the media to them and uh, to the event and uh, always ask for, you know, uh, a nice hospitality towards them. And then you get kind of the uh, jailhouse shiv in the reporting that they provide, you know. So uh, I noticed that in the post. And let's hope we can have a bit more honest dialogue because. Uh, oh, no, you got you. <laughs> And before we go further, though, I just want to address, hey, Ron, I, I don't, Monday on Monday's show, Chuck was not here because he um, has got the Omicron, Omicron. Um, or whatever variant they're mm-hmm. t- doing these days. And we've had some comments, people who joined us late on Zoom. So I just want to say, yeah, Chuck is better. Thanks to Ivermectin. He's back. God, he saying, looks dead. What no. the hell? Oh, my God, I can't believe that guy is still no, alive. But wanted to talk to you sort of also about kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly, as I've been saying at the legislature. So one of the things they did is the Democrats. Well, let's and, go. Ron, well, Ron is a representative and he's running for um, Senate. Senate, uh, the only uh, grassroots candidate running for Senate. And so we're we've endorsed him and thinks he's great. That's right. And and at the Capitol, though, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised and not surprised by the traitors. So what happened and I'll let you explain it. But basically, um, the uh, most of the members of the Colorado Republican House Caucus stood up for election integrity, stood up for freedom, um, stood up and thanked you for going to the Capitol on January 6th um, to stand up for all of our rights. Um, there were several traitors and we want to talk about that, but let's talk about the good guys first because liberal heads are exploding over this. Um, so I want to talk to you about what this amendment said and, and the of course, the resolution. Of course, the Democrats did pass it, but what it was you guys were trying to do and, and what you did accomplish. Well, well, it was House Resolution 221004, and uh, we got kind of late wind uh, of what was in it and uh, not a lot of information uh, in advance that we could use. Uh, So, you know, I was in support of the resolution up until about line six. (laughs) <laughs> and then it kind of went haywire after that. So we felt obliged to uh, offer a few alternative versions of it. Uh, and and uh, I, I adjusted the last page. And, uh, yeah, I guess the Democrats did go a little nuts on it. They uh, 
you can tell when they all run up and start taking pictures of it, uh, of the amendments <laughs> as they're displayed that uh, something isn't uh, clicking with them. So, yeah, it was an interesting, uh, I guess we put together four or five resolutions uh, to try to uh, make a little bit of a dent in it. And, uh, and, and frankly, the, uh, the action items on the last page uh, we're all 180 degrees from uh, what I believe to be the truth. And so when my resolution came up there, it was quite a bit different than what they had written. And well, what, what, what did what they write? Yeah. Tell us, a well, tell us what they wrote yeah. and then what you wrote, if you can. I mean, well, okay. Uh, they, they said, we, the members of the House of Representatives, reassert the validity of the 2020 presidential election results. Mm. And I put that we request a full forensic audit of the 2020 <laughs> and 2021 elections and a review of the voter rolls for accuracy and updates, all of which should be conducted by a non-governmental agency and not by any contractor or company involved in the conduct of elections in Colorado, in other states, or other nations. Well, Ron, we can't have that, right? I mean, what they they they, they certainly exploded over having a, you know trying to get to the bottom of things and get to the truth. We certainly can't have that. I can understand why they oppose that. Yeah, people. you know, the idea that uh, only the government can audit itself is kind of galling to me. I want to try to use that with the IRS and say, hey, you can't audit me. I've <laughs> I've double checked my work. I'm golden here. <laughs> And my wife supports it. My wife agrees with me. Yeah, she she did her own audit. Uh Right. Uh, The next one was um, uh, offer, this is theirs, offer Colorado's premier electoral system as a model for states across the country to adopt in order to increase voter participation while ensuring electoral integrity. Mine was offer warning to other states of the national security risks inherent with electronic voting systems, such as Dominion voting systems, which are built in China using foreign labor and are built with wireless internet connections, according to the build sheets provided to the Office of the Secretary of State of Colorado, and are which are not secure in any national security sense of the word. Ah. Okay. Well, the, well, the problem with, with the uh, their second one, um, if it's a problem, is that you have the former chair of the Republican Party and Congressman Ken Buck, who would agree with it. I mean, that's what's just so shocking. He would agree with that statement. Yeah, it's um, it's certainly open to perception, isn't it? I mean, you know, or or. Maybe it would be a little less open if people actually uh, were objective or investigatory. And that has been my complaint with the media. Uh, The media has really doubled down on the uh, using the words baseless and conspiracy. And debunked. Uh, Everything is debunked, right? No matter what, if if they don't like it, number one, it's a conspiracy theory. And number two, it's been debunked. They never, of course, say. But I got that. I mean, because they're just an arm of the DNC and the Colorado. Democratic Party, but oh, um, we're gonna have to make Chuck stop talking. He stopped talking. But the head of the Republican Party is is a shill for the Democratic Party. I mean, it's just well, too well. And and I think they're running out of room to maneuver because I mentioned on the floor of the House yesterday that uh, Rasmussen is, uh, I guess, a reasonably respected polling organization. But in October, 
of 2021, their uh, polls indicated that 56% of Americans believe there was election fraud. Well, it went from 56 in October to 59% in December. Right. Stuff is coming out. And that, that is that is undeniable, right? You look at, you know, you can argue, did it have a difference or did it make a difference? But you look at, you know, the, the whistleblower who came forward in Georgia and talks about being paid 10, the, the illegal ballot harvesting there, right? Any ballot harvesting is illegal. You look at all kinds of stuff. You look at not checking names and all of this. And to say that, that, that it's the premier system and to say no one's allowed to ask questions or audit it's ridiculous. But anyway, go back to the resolution then. Theirs Number three. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. There's the third and final. And theirs was call on the United States Congress and specifically members of the United States Senate to pass comprehensive voting rights legislation Ooh. to protect the fundamental right to vote, which has been the cornerstone of our democracy since the founding of our republic. Well, that's very lofty, um, but... In the context of that resolution, I asked for it to be amended to call on the United States Congress to reaffirm the rights of the legislatures of the states of the United States to control the conduct of elections in their states. Right. um, Well, and it's it's unfortunate, but uh, my amendment uh, did not pass. No, it did not pass. Well, and it's kind of funny, and Chuck's just going to go, people wonder, where Chuck goes, just going to get some water. (laughs) Um, It's kind of funny that in the one resolution, they say our model is so great, we should give it to the rest of the country. And then the next one, they say we need the federal government to give us a model to make sure that everything's fair, I I guess. That's that's kind of struck me, too. Well, let me ask. And then there were also, uh, there was another, some of the members of the, the Colorado Republican Caucus thanked you for going to the Capitol on January 6th, but, but not all Republicans supported all of this. Why don't you tell us how that broke, how the vote broke down? Well, you know, um, we had a couple of uh, Republican colleagues that um, mysteriously disappeared and were excused for some of these amendments uh, to include our uh, illustrious assistant minority leader, he uh, he missed all of our resolutions uh, as excused, but managed to make it back in time, luckily, to vote on the uh, resolution by the Democrats. And uh, at that point, he did vote against their resolution. So at least he has that to his credit. Uh, who was who that? So people know. Our assistant minority leader. And there were others that uh, did not vote in favor of um, the resolution thanking me for going to January 6th because they, as they indicated, didn't like the personalization of the this amendment. And, you know, I appreciate all, all votes. I appreciate all explanations. Uh, being absent is a little bit um, questionable, may I say. Right. But, well, and most, uh, I mean, some of the folks, and I apologize, because I know Hugh McCain is a minority leader who did not vote with the rest of you guys, right? But but what's the name of the assistant minority leader? Well, should I really add more rancor to our uh, yeah. to yeah. our minority caucus? Did I well, hear it? Well, it's, it's this is just from a listener name, please. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, it is a matter of record. Oh, Tim. It's Tim, right? It's Tim Geithner, you're yeah. correct. Okay, Tim and, Geithner. Uh, um, and that's, and, 
And that's the way it is. You know, I mean, you can't, uh, you can't argue against the facts. And I'm sure he had a very legitimate reason to miss the Republican amendments but make it back for the Democrats. But that's uh, that's oh, politics, right? It's been, well, and you know, and I'll, I'll say this. I don't think, particularly in this day and age where we have, and we know the Democrats have openly said part of their strategy is to, to run and fund fake Republicans and Republican primaries who say one thing and then do another thing when they're elected. And so that's why, I guess, Ron, I'd say in your defense, in our defense, we're not trying to be rancorous and we're not trying to stir things up. We're just trying to say people need to know the facts. People need to know who, what the people they voted for and they elected, what they're actually doing when they get to the Capitol. So, Well, why shouldn't it be rancor if you have Republicans who really believe in nothing but what the Democrats... Democrats then why shouldn't you point it out? I mean, they're probably proud of it. Well, I I get both of your points. I mean, hopefully at some point in this session, there will be common ground among all Republicans to push back on this. But this is a poor start to it, I might suggest. There's Uh, no chance there can be common ground. I mean, there's zero. Ron has to be hopeful. He's got to work with these guys. Larson and and what's our representative? Kevin Priola. Kevin Priola. I mean, geez. Well, Ron's got to work with him. So, Ron, I understand and respect your but position there. All they there. do is stab him in the back and work with him. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, and here's the thing. And what they do then is they, the, when the Republicans do that, and I'm not, I'm not putting your words in your mouth. This I is will. me saying this. I, yeah, I'll I'll I but I mean, these are Republicans then who give the Denver Post, the Colorado Sun, Colorado Politics, the Democrat Party, the ability to turn around and then to paint you guys which as crazies and debunked conspiracy theorists and say, and these are the reasonable, reasonable Republicans. reach across I mean, the aisle to stab their fellow Republicans and, and, in the back. Yeah, and it's, and it's so, it, I mean, it's much, to me, it has repercussions beyond just every time they do this, right? To me, it's broader than just this one, you know, one particular, whatever the particular issue they're voting on. But thank you, though, for standing up. And because I got to sometimes wonder, you know, does do you and, and Patrick Neville and, and Dave Williams, do you guys ever just say, oh, God, it's, it's your turn to write the resolutions? I did it last time. I mean, how do you guys not give up? I mean, I just so appreciate that you don't, but it's just got to get exhausting down there sometimes. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, uh, it is. And um, but we worked all rather independently of one another on this one because we simply did not have uh, sufficient communication uh, from anywhere that this was coming out. And uh, so we all kind of scrambled just in our own uh, little office and, you know, laptops. And uh, but, you know, we do what we have to do. And uh, that's why I decided to run for U.S. Senate is. uh, How's that going? Tell us about your efforts. Well, you know, I watched this Biden regime. I contend he was not legitimately elected, and uh, we have a real problem with that. Uh, look at the inflation. Uh, look at look at the disaster of Afghanistan. I mean, it isn't going to take too much longer for people to recognize uh, that this is not a a Democrat in the pro America sense of the word. I mean, Biden is uh, is the best friend foreign governments ever had, whether they helped elect him or not. Uh, Real quick story. I went to go buy another color printer. I bought one uh, a year and a half ago, and it was 432 bucks on Amazon counting tax. I thought, well, I'll just buy the same one. 
before tax, I cannot touch the same one for under $900. It well, was that's because you blew apart your other one on an ad. I, mean, I, I wish I had it back, Chuck. Uh, it was a little heavy, but you know. No, um, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've told this before here, too. It's like Fritos, right? Normally about $350, maybe 4 bucks a bag, right? They were selling for $17 a bag on Amazon, and it said only 19 left in stock. Hurry up. And I want to get, I'm going to use that point to get back to just to criticize the Democrats a little bit more. So on one of the first days of the session with everything that's going on with all of the issues, crime, inflation, um, small businesses, 43% fewer small businesses this year than there were last year at this time, thanks to Governor Polis and the Democrats' policies, gas taxes, all of this. What they decide to do is to pass some stupid resolution that has no impact on anything. And thank God they did. Well, because yeah. any solution they had for the problems yeah, you just point. listed would go. be make it 100 times worse. If they could do these resolutions the entire session, <laughs> it would be a huge plus for this Good state. point, good point. Well, I, I agree. They came out and, you know, they roll out the red carpet for themselves and then uh, carry on this pageantry about how they are going to lead Colorado into the future and govern Colorado. And uh, it kind of makes my uh, my skin crawl a little bit. And I have to say this, uh, their legislative agendas are to make Colorado safer. And I'm thinking, well, uh, most of uh, the crime wave that we're witnessing is because of the anti-police defund the police policies and these right. uh, weak bail procedures and release on recognizance. And then they say they're going to make Colorado more affordable. And it's like, well, you know, you're adding to the fees. You destroyed people's personal businesses. And right. now you're going to raise the uh, the Colorado budget from 34.6 to over 40 billion this year. If they want to do either one of those things, what I suggest we do is pass a resolution that our session be cut from 120 days down to about 45. That would save Colorado more money than anything <laughs> make it more affordable than anything else they've got on the docket. That's well, right. you may notice that that those two items that you just uh, listed off are the two lead items on the Republicans are running on. Uh affordability and uh, public safety along with transparency. So it's it's amazing that the compact with Colorado and the Democratic ones say the exact same words. So I don't know how someone who's out there voting kind of go, well, they're for the same thing, aren't they? <laughs> well, that's uh, where you're a great run with the resolution. It's like, let's get specific. Let's say here's, you know, not like la la la, we're for, for election integrity. I mean, that's what I appreciate about you. Hey, listen, we're kind of getting to the close to the end of the show. And I want to be sure to give you time to, to briefly tell people where can they find out more about you? Where can they help? Cause you, you, you're not going to be running for the legislature again. Um, and so the Senate, this is where people need to support you. How can they do that? And how can they help and find out about you? Well, thank you both. Um, it is simply at Hanks Colorado.com and that's Hanks F O R Colorado.com. Uh, my platform is simply that I'm a 32 year military veteran, active reserve, enlisted and commissioned officer. I was a linguist. I was an intelligence officer. I've put in a lot of time in service to this country because I joined the service out of high school under Reagan. I had patriotic ideals that have never wavered. And 
Now what I see with this Biden administration, I could not, could not sit by and do nothing. Uh, we have to push back against Biden's regime. And uh, frankly, it's a good year to do it. They have, uh, we have to, we have to gain traction, gain ground in 2022. We still have to look at 2020 and uh, look at the elections and correct what we can in the process. Uh, but I'm a big national security guy, and that is uh, national security is a lot of things. It's border security. Yeah. It's energy security. It's manufacturing security. I mean, we get 95% plus of our antibiotics from China, and we get, we get a whole bunch of fentanyl over the border from China, too, and that's not an accident. We are being set up for a, a lot of uh, lines of effort where we can we are extremely vulnerable and we have to gain ground in 2022 so i ask for your listeners support i'm grateful for their interest hanksforcolorado.com join the fight with me please and thank well, you this is, this is exciting because quite frankly if you can pull off a little bit of a miracle and win the uh the primary against i think uh a group of people who are not very uh good for us um it looks like um that the uh, Colorado Senate seat is up for grabs, at least according to uh, Real Clear Politics. Uh, Biden goes under 42%. Colorado is potentially up for grabs. So it'd be ex- incredibly it, it exciting be. to have you it in the U.S. It could be. Senate. That's right. Hey, Ron, listen, I know you're busy with the legislature. Probably should let you go because God knows what they're doing. Um, yeah, the, well, they just did the last the, half hour. They lost just in the last half hour. So we'll let you go back and fight for us there. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for Colorado. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thank you both and stay healthy. All okay, right, we'll try. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and I want to. So good at that. Yeah, I want to say to everybody, I apologize for not being able um, to. Um, uh, to, to read all of the comments. We see them and they're always great comments. And you guys do a good job talking well, to yourselves. Just, well, as a practical matter, a lot of them are for each other. So you don't have to read yeah. them. <laughs> oh, and this is about Patrick Neville. No, I believe Patrick Neville, guys, is still there. He just can't. He's term limited out, right? Yeah, he's and, sort and, of, he's and sort of Patrick a little, Neville, little discouraged. I think, well, well, I think he's, what's the word? I mean, he's doing what he can. Looking for what he's going to do next. And I don't think it's going to be in politics. No, uh-uh. uh, but no, but he's still there and he's doing all the right things. I don't think he's moved out of state. So no, no, he's, 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 he's still there. there. I think he's just letting people like Ron Hanks and Dave Williams, people who are running for office and still, you know, are making, or that can be there. Um, I think he's letting them take more of a leadership role. Um, hey, Juana, on Friday, we're going to have Ted Trimpa on. We won't uh, want to miss that. Yeah, Ron ask him. Um, well, he'll be glad to tell us. Um, why Biden's poll numbers are so low. We didn't even get a chance to talk about the fun NPR situation where, and I won't even get to it because it takes too long, but there's so much fun stuff going on. Um, And thank goodness for all of you guys um, and people like Ron Hanks and Judd Dunning. Um, There is a lot of reason to be hopeful. You know, I got to say a while ago, I was not particularly hopeful, but every day I get more hopeful. Because I think, again, people who haven't chosen to take the red pill are having it forced down their throat. And that's making Not a enough difference. Not enough of them. we got to do more forces. Hey, catch all of our shows um, at chuckandjulie.com. That'll take you to whatever link you want to go to. Um, you can always also get us at bbsradio.com. You can subscribe to us there, become a paid sponsor. We sure appreciate that Very and appreciate so. all of you who are, are already doing that. Um, but otherwise... Chuck will continue taking ivermectin. Ivermectin. I will too. And, and you will too. I will and hopefully, too. Yeah, Rev's gotten 
little sick, but you know, he's uh, it, it, it'll be a true party Friday. So we'll see you on uh, that. Yeah, you, you don't want to miss Friday. Take care.